previously on the Arius Adventures. Uh, the room and you had just done a, a sweep like you were searching around and you saw that passageways that you remembered from before had been sealed with stone with clawed markings on them. And we don't know Tagoro is in sand, right? Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going in there? We're gonna drown by sand. Huh. Yeah. And I'm going to hold the staff out. I'm going to kind of mutter a few incantations. And I'm going to trace like an outline of a door and cast Passwall. Wee! <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I go observe the Fulta's room real quick? Out of respect to Fulta's, I'll take out my last candle. I'll place it on the, I guess, the rusted candelabra, and I'll light it and leave a gold coin. High or low? Uh, hi. You feel another strange warmth run over you like before when you were able to take off the armor. We're, we're able to take off the helmet. Ooh. Uh, I attempt to declothe. Go for the codpiece. Yeah, as you go to check that, your gauntlets come free. So, like, <gasps> yeah. you are able to see your hands and your wrists. Oh, my God. What's so bad about the mirror world? It's helped me out twice now. Oh, I've never been here before. Well, we still need to be careful because Jarvu is walking around and we don't want to run into him. On these pillars. So, like, these are pillar pedestals that come up to, like, waist high. Yeah. And uh, there are stones on them that are different colors. Okay, that's a start. So how do you, like, check and see if they're... I mean, we know they're magical. Should we, like, India Jones this? Like... I mean, I could dispel magic. Something tells me that's not gonna work. Okay, well, first off, hold on. What if we do solve this? Okay, and last time we solved something like this, it teleported us to that arena. So I'm afraid that if it does that again, we're not going to have a chance to prepare ourselves. Mm. So There's know. not a whole lot else to do here, is there? Is there anywhere else we not can really. go? Not really. All right, Tagoro, if you want to... God, that's it! <laughs> <laughs> So you got the chromatic side of the, the sanctuary completed. But now we are working on the, what you can only assume is metallic side. So we have five rooms with five, five names. We have a name Hall, Krona, Garrix, Astilabor, and Bahamut. Uh, oh, and also when you completed the chromatic side, a pedestal and book appeared. Uh, it kind of looks similar to the book from before that you were able to put together to uh, that allowed you to escape. Um, but instead of like various shard pieces, it was only two pieces that formed together to create a small mirror on the front of the book. So now we've got the right side. So Roisin and Manny, which doors are you going to approach? Do we know any of the names? Um, Can we make like another check or use the same one? Yes. Go ahead. Religion check. Religion slash history for any and all. Dang, that was a good roll, except that wasn't for the right one. Dang. <laughs> I rolled a three. Okay. That's even better. 24. 
And what was that? Uh, for religion. religion check. Religion, okay. Uh, Manny and Tagoro? Oh. Seven. Wow. God damn. Um, let's go with... He said History. religion or what? Yeah, the same. Let's go with religion. all right well you guys aren't gonna have very many clues to work off of um so garish you were the one who had the highest yeah with the 24 so right off the bat your religion anybody who studies religion especially anyone with even like the faintest interest in dragon lore and trying to gather what knowledge is able to dragon tales (laughs) <laughs> yep, Dragon Tells, the great PBS show. So you're immediately, your memory comes straight to the name of Bahamut. Bahamut is the god of all dragon gods. He was the first. He's the great silver or platinum dragon. Oh, I played uh, Final Fantasy. Uh, Manny, the silver one goes to Bahamut. Okay. <laughs> I'll walk over. <laughs> And that's all I know. I'll trust you, Jared. So you approach door number five, and as you do, the door opens. As the door opens, I'm like, please be right, please be right, please be right, please be right. Yep. (laughs) The door opens before you, and the small room reveals a chamber that is uh, bedecked in, in silver and platinum trappings. Bars of, of platinum are littered about the room. There is a platinum shield with an etched dragon upon it and an empty pedestal. And also there is a faint song almost playing and it kind of sounds familiar to you, Manny. Oh. It's one along your journeys that you've heard Naomi practice on her instrument before. And uh, her brother once explained to you when you had asked about it, it was called Bahamut's Sorrow. And it referenced, and and in it, you remember way back in season one as well, uh, your old buddy Rhodes mentioning the name of this song to you as well when he had first met Naomi. And the reason why it sticks out to you is because when he was talking to you about it, you remember his uh, obsession with a thing called the Silver Kund, and this song referenced that thing he had been searching for. Manny just kind of listens for a little bit, sets the stone down, just kind of thinks back on old times and just turns around with a smile. Alrighty. So that is one room down. See, Manny, that's why you listen to your teammates. Now, come here and I'll give you some healing hands. Oh, thank God. <laughs> I think Voltus, of course. <laughs> that, that gives you brownie points, but I'm not giving you more heal points. <laughs> Just give me 18 and we'll be good. I'll use healing hands and that restores 16 hit points. I... So, go... Uh, go ahead. Sorry, no, I was just going to say I'm going to go for... No, 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 Roshi. No, no, yeah, I was no, gonna no. say, big guy, you know any other dragons over there other than Bahamut? Or now that the most famous one is done. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to specifically give uh Tagoro, Manny, and Garrus a second attempt at a role. Okay. Right now for history or religion. 
Jesus. Actually, actually make it history specifically. There's a reason Aww. why you need it to be history. I just rolled a 23. 10. <laughs> so Tagoro got a 10. Garish, you got a... Hold on. I need to go to history. Okay. Nine. Uh, well... Okay, yeah. Manny. 18. Manny. As you step out and you guys are talking, you know, like, what are we going to do next? Which uh, Stopping Roisin before she randomly walks up to a door. It smacks you hard in the head. <laughs> <laughs> like this epiphany hits you. Like metaphorically or literally? Metaphorically. Okay. For some reason, you don't know why you, you or actually any of the other two guys didn't catch it before, but you remember specifically the name Krona. And the reason why it sticks out is because both Cat and Blitz have referenced, and it's also on the flag of the Fitz Park on the Gear Throne, the Royal House, is what they all call the, uh, what was it? The, the Time Clock Dragon? Krona. Oh. And she was a Copper Dragon. That's right. In fact, Manny, you have a pocket watch. Krona on it. Exactly. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. So I'll just grab that brass one and just take that. Yeah. Uh, copper. 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 Right, right, right. Which one does a... Uh, uh, Roisin has gold. Okay. So I'll do the copper one. Okay. Take the silver one for me, Manny. The silver one's already been taken care of, Adam. Sorry, Adam. Thanks for playing. Oh, hang on. What a other second. ones are there? There's um, <laughs> bro. So the the I think gold's the, available. Uh, no, Roshin has gold, oh, so that true. leaves bronze and brass. Brass, yeah. Yes. So bronze, brass, and gold—all very close. Mm-hmm. So, Manny, when the door to Krona's open, you see upon, you see instead of a shield, you see the flag of Smignigant, the, the gear thrown flag with the, the clockwork dragon. And you see a pedestal. And uh, the pedestal, the other thing that sticks out is the pedestal seems to take the shape of a tall, slender uh, hourglass. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm put the stone on. Alrighty. With the, the silver and the copper out in the main room, you guys see what appears to be a, instead of uh, the pedestal in the book, next to it, you see a oval frame appear. And then along the frame, you see that it is studded with multicolored gems. So a second object is being conjured up next to the book and the pedestal. Okay. I feel like we gotta hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Roisin, you have the gold. What are you doing with it? Um. Which name do you want to test your luck against? I'll Wait, it's a luck face now? Well, I mean, like, you we, guys have done your, your yeah, checks. Yeah, we've done as many rolls as we can. Mm -hmm. Oh, crap. I don't get any crap. more hints. Uh, I, um, I want to take the brass one and okay. I'm going to Garrick's. <laughs> All right. Ready with the gills. 
Uh, Adam, when you pick up the brass one, it is very warm to the touch. And you approach the name Garrix, the door with the name Garrix. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, suddenly, that stone heats up and explodes in your hands. Oh, howie! You take 66 fire damage from that. Wow. Wait, what? 66? Oh, oh, oh. Six oh, 66. Yeah, that only says 27. Oh, my God. Don't scare me like that. <laughs> they said 66. Okay. Uh, oh, my gosh. Alabaster. Astilabor? Alabaster. All right. And you're still holding the brass one? Brass. All right. Oh, my God. Um, it explodes in your hand again. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I roll this one to Manny. I go, you know which one it goes to now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Go to the right one. Hall. So it looks like the brass one goes to the name Hall. Way to take one for the team, yeah. Tagoro. You said it was all about luck. Yep. <laughs> 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 so now we have rooms three and four left. So that leaves the... What is it? The bronze and gold one. I'll go to a Stellapore with the gold. Oh my gosh. And as you do, the stone in front of you grinds and rolls away to reveal a room. Hey, okay. got me, guys! Good job, Roisin. I'm gonna heal Tagoro. <laughs> <laughs> he literally took 49 damage. Alright, so then that leaves the bronze stone left. Okay. Mm -hmm. Before we do all of that, mm -hmm. how about if we just take a minute to, uh, to see what we're doing? Okay. Yeah, I was gonna ask what's in the room. In in the same like next to the pet the the frame and what's appearing. No, in the Astilabor room. Okay, in the Astilabor room, you find a room filled with gold bars, and let's see. Well, oh. Yeah, so this room is filled with like chests of coins, crowns, scepters, all made of gold. Uh -huh. Don't show Manny. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna like Scrooge McDuck it. Uh, the hall room was filled with scrolls and books and shelves. I heal uh, to grow for 25 points of damage. Okay. And then the rest of the frame begins to appear with each of those rooms completed. You see in the center of this frame a sheet of slate up here, and then a diamond up at the top of the frame. And uh, you just need one more piece. You just need to set the last stone in the last room, which through process elimination leaves the bronze stone going to the Garrick's room. Okay. Uh, Manny. Yeah. Can you please cast identify on that? On what? On the pedestal with the book and what we're creating, essentially. Yeah, sure. You do the bronze and I'll start. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> Identify first, and he then I'll do what we're doing first, like what we're actually conjuring. Well, hold on, I can't actually 
do the identify spell unless it's an actual whole item. So yeah, he can only cast identify on the pedestal, but he won't be able to cast it on the frame because the frame is incomplete. Mm. Can I do the bronze one? Uh, can we wait? <laughs> <laughs> I want to accidentally like release Jarvu into the portal realm or some bullcrap. Well, Manny will go to the book and open it up and look at it and see what it says. It appears to be a book titled The Dragon Gods and the Dragon Blight. God dang it. Well, our answer key. <laughs> and does it look like the book from before? The the outside covering of it does, but the contents inside are different. It, again, it looks like it's been rewritten. Uh, where last time it was all about testing and magic and everything. This all seems to be dedicated to dragons specifically. Well, the book in Pedestal looks like it's dragon related. Mm -hmm. I think the thing we're conjuring up over here might be the portal to the other plane. Mm -hmm. Uh... Mm. <laughs> Somebody tells me that's not it. I mean... What else is there to do here, Garrett? Yeah. What else uh, can we do? There's nowhere to go. I do mean, it, Roshin. No, why? No. Execute order 66. Oh, shit. <laughs> I kill everyone. Oh. <laughs> I, don't yes. know, I don't know what that means. <laughs> Roshin, Roshin, is like, Roshin is like six years old. She can't count to 66, I don't think. <laughs> Not to say that she's dumb, but she's no, she's pretty dumb. Oh, <laughs> she has negative one, and she has the same intelligence as Tagaro. Oh, it'll be fine. Manny walks across. <sighs> Why? Picks it up, brings it to Garrick's room. Okay, so so Manny and Roshin are walking to the Garrick's room with the stone. Yeah. Roshin is oh. quote unquote helping. Okay. Uh, and with that, the last room opens, and inside you find a warm brazier. It kind of reminds you of like a tavern fire. It just feels very welcoming and warm in here. And again, you see a shield with a uh, bronze dragon upon it and an empty pedestal. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stay here a minute. It's warm. Yeah, it's not too hot. It's just very nice and comforting in here. This machine is always cold. So Garrus is in the middle. Mm-hmm. What fresh hell awaits him? The final thing to appear on this frame is the mirror itself, like an actual... So it, it slowly has been putting together a large mirror. Actually, Tagoro, it looks exactly like the mirror you found in the basement catacombs of Vivandi. Oh, haha, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> What's on the other side? Um, on the other Dig side... my head through? No. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, it's a mirror we can see through, never mind. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. Um, on the other side, it appears to lead into a very large cave. And you see uh, within this cave, there is a uh, large river of lava flowing along a pathway. 
that just looks lovely. <laughs> now, doesn't it? Well, the warriors are with us, right? Uh, oh, yeah, you've got the three dudes with you. Fiora. Only two of them. Mm-hmm. Because uh, we, left, uh, we left one of them with the... Oh, yes, yes, you only have... We left, um... Heck and Dirk. We left Dirk. With, uh, Edab and yeah, Stardust. Yeah, Dirk and Yeah, yep. Okay. Edab, Ramathorn, and Stardust are with Dirk. Uh, Dirk. So you have Koth and Rorn with you guys, and but one Koth of them is on... Unc- yeah, yeah. yeah. So, along with the two objects in the center of the room, the the book and the mirror, you hear the two doors at the top of the sanctuary, where those other smaller rooms are that gave you guys the little visions. Those slabs also both open and roll away. So now you have access to those chambers, if you wish. What's that? Uh, don't go in there yet. That's where uh, we saw all those memories. Mm. Yeah, so be cautious, Roshane. Okay. By the way, uh, since we're uh, just hanging out right now, mm-hmm. can I check the uh, church, like, what are those seats? Uh, those are, like, those pews and everything. They've all been, like, rotted away. Remember, this whole room is barren and everything, except for the pillars now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are they like completely rotted away, or can you like yeah. you hide something under them? No, you really can't. They're they're like rotted away, and there's like small drifts of sand throughout the room. Oh, okay. I was hoping to find another like egg or something. <laughs> no, sorry to <laughs> disappoint. <laughs> uh, well, the other rooms are open, so we can either jump through this mirror and go to a lava uh, planet, it looks like. Or uh, we can look around here and maybe find an edge. I think we should look around. And maybe take a nap. Yeah, Tagoro's hands are kind of mangled right now. (laughs) So you guys want to go and look around the rooms? I mean... I guess? Might as well, I mean... I mean... Most likely, we're going to have to go through the portal... It's either we go through the portal now with as much spells and health we have, or we possibly lower our spells and health lower and then have to go through it. Or raise them. I mean, what's stopping us from taking a short rest? It's not like there's anything around here. And if there is, I'm sure we can take care of it, no problem. Yeah, we can just take a nap. Um, Yeah, we can. Out of character, that will do nothing for money. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, you get your two hit points back. Wow. <laughs> but no spells. Mm. I mean, we could even take a long rest. I mean, Ugh. yeah, well, like... See eight hours in here? Yeah, but, but there's nothing else in here. Here, we have that portal open, and what's to stop Jarvu from going through that portal? He big boy. He thick. Yeah, I don't think it matters. We already met one dragon that can turn into the size of a human. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but if who's that was the case, say, I was gonna say, who's to say Jarvu hasn't uh, taken another shape? <gasps> what if he's already here? And I looked at the three brothers. <laughs> there, there's two, two brothers, and one's unconscious. <laughs> and one's, oh. and then there's Fiora. Yeah. I mean, she's well, beautiful. I just stare at her. If... <laughs> <laughs> right. 
if we stay here and take a long rest, I can set up the dome where we'll be perfectly safe, but we can't stop Jarvu from coming in. Another thing we could do is go into the mirror place, and then I could set up the dome. Then we could try to look for a place out of here, and then I could teleport us out. See, in the dome, nothing can hurt us, not even Jarvu the Powerful. Out of character? I don't think we're getting out of here without fighting Jarvu. <laughs> I, I, I don't think we're avoiding that. If Manny can make the dome, and we can be in the dome, we'll be safe. Nothing can come in the dome, and I can teleport us out of the dome. Home. Like, back to the cart. Okay, but how do you know you can teleport yourself out of that dimension? Like, out of the other mirror dimension? I've done it before. You have? We've done it before. And I have yeah. to shift. All I need to do is connect the tether. So Ooh. I need something from this plane and something from our plane, which we already have. We'll grab that thing book, and then we can just bail. Mm. I don't think the book that's the right book. We need the magic book. It looks pretty magical to me. Is is that's why I was asking lady, is this the right book? Uh I mean, yeah, it has the same like I said, it has the exact same covering on the front as the other book. It's just the contents inside are different. May can read your chronic, right? Why can't you just read it? I mean, he can. Let that. I mean, like I've said, the ins, the contents inside all tell the story of the the dragon gods and uh, an event known as the dragon blight. Uh, but again, like the front of the book has the exact same covering. Does that have like a? Uh, is it missing like pieces of a mirror or? No, is the it... mirror is completely put together on the front cover. Instead of being broken into multiple shards like last time, it was only in two shards and they fused together to make a hole. So then, yeah, it could technically take us back with plane shift. I mean, you could try, I guess, but wouldn't you want uh, to look around the area first? I, that's it to you guys. I'm down. I mean, I kind of want to look around and, like, see what there is. Like, see if we could find something to help us against Jarvu or, like, something something like that. Yeah, I mean, it's like, it's worth a shot. Dashing through the, because like my biggest concern is we walk through that portal and Jarvu is there, <laughs> like right there. Well, yeah, it, it. I think it. I think it's safe to say in a world of just lava and death, I think Jarvu is going to be there. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I'm saying we maybe look around and take a rest here, like look around, take a long rest, then go through. Yeah, what's well, because... uh? Why don't we look around? Okay. Is that uh, what you guys are going to do? Tagur, do you want to look Yes. Around? Okay. Well, I'm with Manny. But you know what? We could find uh, a super powerful weapon that I call Dibs. Dibs. <laughs> sure, buddy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so are you going to go and investigate those back rooms again? Sure. Let's hope there's no booby traps. <laughs> 
Yeah. See, but the thing is, we'll explore and then we can take a break. Yeah. <laughs> if we if we don't die immediately or get teleported to a new dimension, would I do that to you? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it was more interesting. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> We'll be right back after a quick break. Hi, I'm Chris Guthrie, and I'm the host of the Role for Equality podcast. We're an LGBTQ plus and woman-led show that uses history for character inspiration by telling stories about badass historical people and how to make them into a PC or NPC for your campaigns, with class, race, and background suggestions. We also do interviews and discussions about our experiences as women at the game table, social issues, and advice to help give a platform to women and non-binary players of every variety. There are plenty of laughs, drinks, hijinks, and more here at Rule for Equality, and we would love for you, however you identify, to come join in the fun and camaraderie. The Role for Equality Podcast. Give us a listen on major podcast platforms and happy adventuring. Is this thing on? Can't you see the red light? God, how bad are your eyes? I can see the red light, but no one said to talk. Hi, I am Marie Redgate, and um, this is... Angus McRae. And we uh, fight monsters, because those are real. The boogeyman that you fear, they're real. That thing under your bed is also real. But we're here to fight them. Kick their ass, but, you know, that's close enough. Do you even literally think we should be doing this? I mean, who would believe a couple of uh, monster hunters from a little town called Hendrix, which we're stuck in, thanks to you? Thanks to me? I would have been gone a long time ago if I still had a car. But I guess you shouldn't have drove it off a bridge. We interrupt this bickering to inform you that we are Redgate and Wolf, an actual play Monster of the Week podcast. Wait, wait, wait. Why, why is it Redgate and Wolf? Should not be Wolf and Redgate. I do all the work, and as she talked about kicking ass, I do that. You wouldn't be able to go anywhere to kick ass if I didn't drive you there. Drive me. You drive me crazy. Find us on your favorite podcast app now. Greetings, listener. I'm your community innkeeper, Ginger, here to talk to you about our sponsors. Our first sponsor are our friends over at Awesome Dice. They have you covered for all your dice and dice accessory needs, like these really cool Thunder of Dragons hollow metal dice. From metal and gemstone to their specialty dice, you can easily find the right set to give you the advantage on your next game session. Make sure to visit AwesomeDice.com to use the special discount code ADVANTAGE10 to get 10% off your next purchase. Add more dice to your collection with Awesome Dice today and gain the advantage in all your rolls. Next up are our friends at Elderwood Academy. They have all you need to add to your D&D gaming experience. They create beautiful hex chest dice boxes, dice trays, dice towers, and many other unique products in their store. I like to use the Codex Dice Tower to roll all my fireball damage into my scroll rolling tray. You can find all their epic accessories and more at elderwoodacademy.com. Get your Codex Dice Tower today and let them know Party Advantage sent you. We also want to thank our friend Nim Toasthater for the use of his amazing homebrew content and items in the show. You can find him all over social media, including Twitter, and his own Discord server, by following the links in the episode description. And now, we're on Patreon! Want to gain even more party advantage? Support us on Patreon and gain access to regular behind-the-scenes content, special interviews with the cast, exclusive Discord channels within our server, ad-free episodes, and so much more. Don't miss out on all the fun! Roll initiative! 
And finally, make sure to check us out on all the social media for more Rampact fun. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook using at Party Advantage and on our own website, PartyAdvantagePod.com. And now, back to the episode. So you've got, uh, like before, you have three doors. Uh, Luckily for you, they are, when you check the first door, it is the same wooden door as before. No no stones, no carved draconic words or anything. It's just the same wooden door from before, just very weathered and worn. And the lock is even rust. The doorknob itself is like partially rusted. So even if it was locked, you could easily open it. I kick it in. (laughs) You kick it in. 10 out of 10 style points. So when you kick in this door, if I remember correctly, this was the room, uh, the last time you were here, this was the classroom where Manny saw a younger version of his mother uh, questioning. Am I correct in that, Manny? So this time, however, the interior looks like a very familiar building, uh, in- inside building for Garrus. Oh. Yeah. My heart just effing dropped. because that's what i rolled buddy so what you see is uh your mother standing over a table and outside in the distance you hear swords clanging and people crying out and everything and um you hear what sound like fireballs and destruction like it just sounds like horrible chaos going on outside and you catch yourself because you realize this was the night your clan was slaughtered this was the last night you saw your mother alive oh Gare's heart just drops and you see her hunched over this table and she's writing something down quickly and she's scribbling and a messenger, a friend of yours that you actually trained with, his name was Andis. He quickly comes in and you see he has his helmet off and he, like you, was an, uh, was an Asimar and he has uh, like a goldish brown hair and the same kind of blue eyes like you do. And he quickly salutes to your mother and she looks at him grimly and she just tells him take this and make sure garris gets it before anything happens and make sure he gets out of the area as quickly as possible anda salutes her again and he accepts the scroll and she looks intent like before she lets go of it she looks intently at him and she goes it's very important he gets it it has incredibly important information to our cause may Foltis guide you and with that the man rushes out of the room and she looks warily back 
down to the table before she draws her sword and follows out after and leaves. You weren't there to say goodbye to her, so you weren't there, and you never got that message. Andis died before he could reach you, and before you could find him or your mother, you were caught by surprise by that necromancer, by that, that mage who cursed you into your armor. Does everybody see that? or everybody? Everybody sees all that play out. And with that, the room fades, and it's just an empty, barren room. That's your mama, Mr. Garrett? Yeah, it was. She seems very strong. Yeah. That was the last time I saw her. I think I think she'd be proud of you. Thanks, Rashid. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's get moving. All right. The room behind that is empty as well. There's nothing in there. Uh, that used to be the last time you were here. That was Manny's old childhood homeroom, but it's now just as decrepit as the first room. So heading back out into the hall, you have two doors left. We'll go to the next one further. The middle one's the Foltis room, right? Uh, the middle one had the room that led to the Foltis room. If you remember, the Foltis room was a hidden room. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. And Adam Scooby Dooed it. Yep. We'll go to the next, the next one over. We'll yeah. Let's, let's just go to depression after depression. Why not? We? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> character background. I like character background. Ah. Okay, who's the first one to step into this room? Well, considering Manny had the lead, I'm guessing Not Manny. It. <laughs> Not it. So, Manny, when you step into this room, you are caught off guard by the smell of blood. And Roshin, as you come up just behind him... You are frozen in place as you see a very familiar scene from not long ago. Oh. Could, uh, uh, does Gareth see this or? Yeah. So as the rest of you all uh, look in, you find a room that looks like a small hunting lodge. Uh, before you is a table and upon it, it is just soaked and drenched in blood. Could I uh, try to shield uh, Roshin's eyes? You can. Uh, what do I uh, need to Roshin, roll? I was, well, I mean, like, Roshin, do you stop him? Not really. Not really? Okay, so um, yeah, you... Go I, ahead. Actually, yeah, I think... I think she does. Okay, what do you do? She, like, kind of ducks and, and shakes her head and she's like, I... I wanna... I wanna see them again. Do you want to see them again? Well, is there anything alive in the room? Like, is anything moving? Um, no. Okay. Never mind. Okay, okay. <laughs> she just kind of, like, wilts a little bit. And just lets cover uh, Right now, the room is empty. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't even see... Roshin, you don't even see your the skins of your parents or siblings hanging on the other side of the room. But you do recognize it. And the table is a very familiar table, just soaked in old blood. Do you let Garrus shield your eyes, or do you continue watching? 
I I let Garrus shield my eyes at least for now. Okay. As the rest of you are looking in and watching, one of the side doors push open and you see three men all coming in very loud and excited and animated and they're laughing. Uh, One of them has something in his grip tightly in his hand. The other is holding the backside of somebody's neck like a, a small animal. And as you look, you guys see these are foxes. The the first hunter has two large adult foxes hanging unconscious and limp, possibly even dead in his hand. And then in his other hand, he's got two smaller uh, fox cubs. And then the second guy has uh, the scruff of a much smaller fox cub. And he throws that one into a cage. And basically, I won't go into too gruesome details, uh, but basically you guys see as one by one, each, like they start with the first uh, adult fox, kill it and skin it. The adult, the second adult fox, kill it and skin it. And then they take the two pups that are already, the cubs that are already dead and do the same thing. And then the sound of some whimpering and growling catch your attention as the caged one wakes up and is gnawing at the bars trying to escape the guys mumble some things and laugh at it as it struggles they take it out and clever a couple of times on the head and then it goes quiet but then the pup lets out this fierce bark And bursting forth from it are these massive shadowy tendrils that you guys have seen her use more often lately when she casts her spells. But these shadowy tendrils just explode forth from this fox, pinning the men to the walls, killing them, twisting their necks and bodies before discarding them in heaps. And on the table, the little fox is gone. But crouched and huddled is a hunched over familiar figure that reaches and grabs a pendant and then slips quietly and timidly out of the room. And you guys have just seen Roshin's death and rebirth as a Clemantes. You okay, Roshin? Roshin's just kind of like standing there and, and like kind of hugging hugging herself a little bit and shaking a little bit. It's okay. And Garrus just kind of like holds her. Kind of like a, a hug. I wish I could have done more. You done enough. It's a right. Group hug. <laughs> Group hug. Mm-hmm. We still have one more door to go. I know it's rough. I was going to say, even Fiora is just like tearing up watching this. You know, Roshin, those men... They got what they deserved. Yeah. Don't be scared of your powers. Yeah. I just don't want to be bad like them. You are far from anything like those terrible people. Thank you. Exactly. I'm sorry. Uh, You guys all had to see that. It's okay. We've seen seen that... Yeah, we see that on the daily. Don't worry. Come on. Let's, let's move to the next room. I, yeah. I'll open it. <laughs> All right. 
are Garrus, are you leading the way opening this one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So opening this door across the room, like the first thing that hits you is like the windows in the room. Outside of those windows, you see what look like uh, flames coming from outside. The room itself is dark. And across the, the room, on the other end of it, you see a group of huddled children all hugging each other and crying. Do I recognize them? No, you don't. Would they happen to be orc children? They are not. They actually appear to be small Nikogen children. A lot of them also, uh, actually all of them, all uh, 20 of them are wearing collars, small leather collars, which is a, a sign of them being slaves. Outside of the room, you hear what sounds like, again, much similar to the first room, you hear the sounds of battle going on outside. People, metal clanging, people crying out and screaming and stuff. These kids are all holding each other and hugging each other and crying. And one of the kids looks up towards you guys and gasps and 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 cries out louder and just goes, oh no, and is pointing towards you guys all standing within the room. Oh no, I know what this is. And Tagaro, shield your size. It's already too late because as soon as, Feoris, as soon as Feora realized, hears that voice, she drops to her knees as she looks on and watches a younger version of herself storm into the room. And she's half covered in, in bladders of blood and war paint. She's clutching a, a great large uh, serrated blade She's and executing Order 66. <laughs> yes, she's doing the, the Order 66. Oh, the younglings. <laughs> and Feyor, wow, like... that fits very well for some reason. <laughs> Today, Feyor, like current Feyora, she just has her face in her hands and she is just sobbing and shaking. You hear her muttering to herself, please don't watch, please don't watch, please don't watch. And you see young Feora storm forward to the children, and she raises her blade, but Manny. she pauses, and you see her struggle. Go ahead, Manny. I was going to say, if anything got too gruesome, Manny was going to use Mage Hand to shut the door. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, you don't have to do that, because the young Feora stops as she's looking at these kids, a few of them not much younger than her own self. Like, she looks to be about 16, 17. She looks to be, you know, almost a kid herself. Uh, and she her, she hears a scream outside, and she glances out to the window and then back to these kids, these young little Nico kids. And you see her lower her weapon, and she rushes over to the window, and she just, like, her shoulders sag. And she mutters to herself, she's like, I, oh God, I can't do this. She rushes over to the window and she looks outside. Uh, she watches the carnage that her own tribe is causing on this small outskirt town. 
and she looks back to the kids who are sobbing and crying for their parents and then she rushes back over to them and she crouches down low at their level and she goes i'm sorry guys i'm, I'm sorry i don't think we're going to be able to save your parents but i think i think if you trust me i think if you guys come with me i can get you guys out of here okay uh, but you gotta trust me, all right? And we all have to stay really, really quiet because my dad and 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 those guys all outside are really dangerous. But I'm gonna do what I can to help you, okay? I promise. And the kids look up to her and they give like somber nods and, and shake and everything. And she goes back to the window and she looks and then she ducks down and she looks to them and gestures for them to duck down and stay quiet. And you see like a, a handful of orcs rushing by the window. You see their silhouettes. And she looks back out to see that the coast is clear. And then she turns back and she gives the kids like a reassuring smile. And she goes over back to the door and she peeks outside and she turns back to the kids and she goes, okay, everybody, Stay really, really close together and follow me. And I promise I'll get you guys a really good head start so you can run away to the next town, okay? Kids nod again. And with that, you see young Feora lead those kids out of the room. And I'm pretty sure all of you guys know this except for maybe Roisin. But you know what happens next. Yeah. doesn't get away and the kids don't get to safety and that night is the night that forever changed Feyora's life well actually isn't Tagoro the only person who knows that uh I actually isn't it Tagoro are you the only one because who knows this we're, because me uh Manny and Roshi oh you guys just room. know that is true you guys just know she has an anger thing but as far as the night that really changed everything, you guys, except for Tagoro, have, I mean, like, well, Tagoro too, you guys have all just seen the night that changed Feyora's life forever. Instead of following her tribe, she decided to break away and help them. And even though she failed, she still tried. And as the last Nico child rushes out of the room, the room fades and returns to just a once more decrepit empty room. Feora is still on her knees crying softly. Hey girl. Yeah? It's okay. Get up. It, I, I'm sorry. I just oh, I failed those kids. You tried to save them. Yeah, at least exactly. you tried. But it was pointless. Look what happened. Never, nothing's never pointless. Mm-hmm. Um, Roisin goes over to Feyre also and hugs her. Mm. Group hug! <laughs> Lots of those today. Yep. Look, I, just, I just like to imagine the brothers just hanging back, just watching those like, what the hell is the going on? Like, what the fuck? Well, we'll say, we'll actually say that since one of the brothers was still unconscious out in the main room, the other one stayed behind to keep an eye on him. Okay, fair know. enough. Yeah, that's yeah, fair, yeah. That, that way it wasn't super awkward <laughs> for all of y'all. <laughs> As yeah. we kind of like break the group hug, 
Manny will look at Fiora and just say, look, you know, I don't know the full story, but your intentions were right. And that's what's important. Just hold on to that. Your story ended out hopeful. But it still ended with 20 innocent lives getting killed. Well, more than that, that whole town was killed. I couldn't even save those little kids. But your story isn't over yet. You're still here. Exactly. You can teach the new generations. Yeah. We're going right now. That's true. You can help even more people. Yeah. We're going to go find your dad, and we're going to go kick his ass. That (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, if we could take down Jarvu, I think we can take down your dad. No offense. I don't think he's like a dragon slayer. And if we can't take down Jarvu, we're dead, and we don't know how many worries. <laughs> okay, well, let's just keep moving. All right, uh, let's uh, try to stay positive, group. That's the goal, you know. Positive. I'm positive. We'll have no worries. That's the spirit. Garrett just narrows his eyes at Manny's, like, yeah, because he didn't get sad memory brought Thankfully, back. Thankfully, we already space. did our dues, bitch. Yeah, they already <laughs> had their sad, sad memory back. Listen, I memories. cried already. You don't need to <laughs> You cried already? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It reaches up to Fiora and, like, tries to put her hands on her shoulders, but probably, probably can't reach. So she just, like, takes her hands. And she looks at her very seriously. She's like, you are good. You're very good. And I'm really happy to know you and to have you here. Thanks, Roisin. I think you're I think you're probably the best good out of all of us. And we're a better group with you with us. Of juice you. (laughs) Are you saying olive juice you to Feora or Roisin? Aww. Uh, Feora glances up to Degoro and, and gives a, a dark green blush. Uh-huh. Hi. Olive juice, you too, Tagoro. Yes. Thanks. <laughs> I miss Naomi. <laughs> Who knew it could be more depressing? I know, you can't hold her with your real hands. <laughs> you can finally run your hands through her hair or like rub behind her ears or something hmm. bro you got it bad <laughs> meanwhile to kick... <laughs> what's his name Kovu Jarvu Jarvu <laughs> yep no on our way to kick the little bitch's ass cause guess what we're gonna kick his ass yeah, yeah. We talking about yeah. Jarvu or or um, Fiora's dad? Yeah, so we're gonna kick Jarvu's oh. ass, and then okay, we're gonna well, go let's kick not, Fiora's let's dad. Let's not ass. get too ahead of ourselves now, okay? Jarvu, I'm coming for Listen, that red ass. Calm down, please. <laughs> the building begins to shake and rumble. <laughs> we're gonna kick all oh, of them. shit! Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and with that, uh, that brings us to a close for the night. 
Thanks for joining us for the Arius Adventures here on Party Advantage. Come join our community over on our Discord channel and hang out with the cast and fellow fans of the show by following the link in the episode description. You can also find us on our very own website, www.partyadvantagepod.com, where you can find cast and character bios, along with updates for special announcements and events. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter using at Party Advantage for fun posts and episode updates. Lastly, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you stay current with all of our episodes on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Come back in two weeks for more Aries adventures as the Ram Pack continues their journey. Will the party find the advantage on their next encounter? Only one way to find out. See you then.